Welcome to Global River Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit globalriver.org. Hallelujah. God is a good God. The Word of God is good. It gives us encouragement. It gives us strength. Amen? We are victorious. Help me tell your neighbor, we are victorious. Hallelujah. I'm getting some feedback. We are victorious. Hallelujah. I bring uh, the word of the Lord to us this morning. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you as we approach your word this morning. We approach it with humility. We approach it with reverence. Lord, I empty myself completely. Use me as you please this morning. Let your word come with authority, with love, in the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have a word that God put in my heart um, for a couple of weeks now. And the title of the message is, The Word Must Become Flesh. The word has to become flesh. If you open your Bible to John chapter 1, John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Without the word was nothing made that was made. In him, the word was life. And the life is the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot understand it. Now, when you jump to verse 14, the Bible says, and the word became flesh. This is King James or New King James. The word took on form and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the glory of the Father, full of grace and truth. So what God put in my heart to speak to us this morning is the word must become flesh in your heart for you to see the word work in your life. Amen? Amen. I got a prophet. I got a. I would say a prophetic word. Uh, while we were praying, somebody spoke to me this morning. I'm not going to tell you who. That I should speak what God put in my heart. So I'm going to do just that. Amen. Uh, in preparation for this, because of everything else that's going on with coronavirus and everything, I was thinking in my head maybe I should change the message. But every time I thought that, the Lord said, "No, speak what I put in your heart." to do. So I'm going to obey God. Amen? Amen. Do you know that the level of your personal revelation is equivalent to the level of your operation in the kingdom and your level of victory? Amen? Amen. Amen. There is revelation that has been released to the body of Christ from the time that Jesus was on the earth, even before he came on the earth, that we all know. But the level of your personal revelation is equivalent to the level of your victory. Praise the Lord. Do you know that not every pastor is at the same level in the spirit? Not every prophet is at the same level in the spirit. Not every child of God is at the same level in the spirit. Even though we are all born again, we are all children of God, but your level of authority and effectiveness in the kingdom is based on your rema. Amen? 
the word must become flesh in order for it to work. Matthew 8, 17, the Bible says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. In order for that word to work in your life, it has to become flesh. Amen? Is anybody getting something this morning? It has to become flesh. It has to take form in you. It's not just head knowledge. It's now a remnant in your spirit, man. Amen? Amen. So it's very good, it's very admirable for us to read the Word of God. That's wonderful. For us to memorize the Word of God, that's great. But we have to contend for Rema. We have to contend for the revelation of the truth. We have to contend for that Word to become flesh, to take on form on the inside of me. It's no longer something that I'm reading, that I read about, that I preach about. Oh, glory to God. It has to become rema on the inside. Once the word becomes flesh, then it works. Let's look at some revelations. Um, We're going to look at some examples. But I want to uh, throw some things at us this morning as I open the word uh, before I get into some examples. One man of God that I follow who's um, arguably one of my mentors is a, a preacher in Nigeria, uh, Bishop David Oedepo. He has probably one of the largest churches, uh, congregation in the world. 50,000 people gathered at one time. Um, this was uh, many years ago. He wrote a book, and in, in the book, he made a statement. Every man's ignorance is his mountain. Every man's ignorance is his mountain. So you and I, God is speaking to his church this morning, contend for Rema. It's not just enough to read the word. You have to say, Lord, show me. Show me. You know, <laughs> praise the Lord. I'm going to pause for a second. Do you know there is no prayer that responds and produces prosperity? You can't fast for prosperity. Prosperity is a covenant. Leaving you with a responsibility. When you engage the responsibility, starting with your tithe, offering, and giving, then you unlock prosperity. You can be a child of God from the day you get born again to the day you expire and go to glory and never see prosperity unless that revelation becomes rema on the inside of you. Praise the Lord. So God is speaking to us this morning that we need to get away from, we need to migrate, we need to grow from the level of just the logos to the level of the rem. Amen? Amen. So that means you have to turn off the TV sometimes. That means you have to get in your face before the Lord and say, Lord, show me. Show me the secret behind prosperity, the secret behind faith, the secret behind healing, whatever it is that you are trusting God for. You know, there are rankings in the kingdom. We don't want to say that, you know, we are all children of God. We all love God. And God loves us. Don't misunderstand me. We are all loved by God, but there are rankings. Let me give us some examples in Scripture. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, open your Bible there. This is church. Uh, I want to welcome our friends that are online. I hope the word of God is coming to you and you are able to hear us very well. 
I believe God is saying something to his church this morning. I have so much to say, and I'm hoping that nobody's in a hurry today because we are going to run over. So, second because I started late, so <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 10, look at verse 4. The Bible says, For the weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pull down strongholds, casting down argument and every eye thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Hold your place there and go to Ephesians, the book of Ephesians chapter 6. For those that are part of the Wednesday uh, program that pastor is leading, Breaking Free, we've been talking about it, we've been learning about it, talking about the rankings in the kingdom of darkness. We have rankings in the kingdom of God too. Praise the Lord. As the Lord began to show me this truth, and I was like, my goodness, no wonder when John G. Lake, you know, somebody was talking about that in the prayer room. During the bubonic plague, it was so bad, it was so terrible, but John G. Lake was in a different realm. They put the virus on his body under the microscope, and the virus dies on contact. The, it, it rock, it's a recorded story. It's a historical fact. The virus dies on contact. What kind, of, what kind of level is that? I want to tell you this morning, church, there are rankings in the kingdom. And it, it's based on your time and your place of revelation of this God. You know, the word is not just what we are saying. It's a person. The word is Jesus. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 6, beginning from verse 10, the Bible says, Finally, my brethren, he's talking to you, my brethren, my sistren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the old armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in, in the heavenly places. Praise the Lord. I remember when I was a younger believer, when I hear that, I was like, God, you know, he always he used to scare me back then. Like, you know, principalities, powers, you almost picture these giant demonic edifices, and they are. Do you know that these principalities, powers, dominions, remember the Bible says they were a third that fell from, from the rankings in, in the kingdom. So that means principalities, powers, thrones, dominion also exist on God's side. It's just their ranking. Amen? And with each ranking comes authority. And the Bible says they are all under our feet. But if you don't know that as a revelation deep within your Noah, every little devil will molest you and harass you. Every little problem will scare you. Every little challenge that comes will just mess you up. You have to know that. Not just head knowledge, heart knowledge. That's what God is telling me to speak to the church this morning. The word must become flesh. Amen? So that means you have to create a healthy time personally 
for Bible study. Amen? Even for us preachers, many times we are guilty. The only time we study the Word is when we want to preach. But you have to study the Word for your own spiritual edification, for your own personal growth, so that in the day of battle, you know whose you are and who lives on the inside of you. Because your daddy is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen? And lions beget what? Lions. Come on, tell your neighbor you are a lion. Say it like you believe it. You are a lion. And no small devil should be harassing you because you are a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives inside of you. So the word of God must become flesh in order for you to see it work in your life. Amen? Woo, hallelujah. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Glory to God. When you look at the ranks of, praise the Lord. When you look at the ranks, like I said, the same ranking you find in God's sight. You have seraphim, you have cherubims, you have thrones, dominions, virtues, powers, principalities. As a matter of fact, um, there's the book of, uh, I don't want to get into that. But when you look at the book of Enoch, he talked about that. He talked about all these angelic rankings. You know, those are books that is considered extra-biblical because they did not make it to the canons of Scripture. And when you look at the story behind that, some people decided what made it into the canons and what didn't because it was too fantastic. It was too, like, DC, Marvel comic because it was talking about angel. I mean, this is... Next level stuff. Amen? But what I'm trying to show here is there are rankings in the kingdom. And for us as believers, as children of God, we need to labor, travail to mature. That's what God wants for us. So that we're no longer babies tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. We are standing firm on what the word of God says. And not only that, you know how to execute the word of God and tell the devil where to go. Amen? Amen. God is raising an army, a formidable army, that will be able to push the enemy back. The Bible says in John 6, 63, Jesus said, the words that I've spoken to you, they are spirit and they are life. You know, you guys know this. This is a, a spiritual church. The spiritual realm, there's a, there's a spiritual realm, first of all. In case you don't know that, newsflash. There's a spiritual realm. And that spiritual realm has power and enacts what's happening on this side. As a matter of fact, am I doing something? Is it me? As a matter of fact, when you have victory, for you to have victory in this realm, you have to have that victory over there. Amen? Amen. For you to get your healing in this realm, you have to have gotten it over there. Oh, I can, there are so many examples we can look at. A very good example is in Daniel. Daniel prayed. And for 21 days, the answer was stopped by the prince of Persia. 
that's a rank. That's the prince over the nation, the, the, the nation which is now, I believe, Iran or Persia. He stopped it because he is the gatekeeper. So in order for you to have the victory that you are believing God for now, you have to get that victory over there. And then it manifests. Praise the Lord. There's a spiritual realm, and there are rankings there. And for every child of God, there's a ranking you have. Like it or lump it. And it's equivalent to your rema. The rema that is become flesh inside you. Not the one that you know here. The one that's become flesh on the inside of you. And we look at, let's go to Ephesians. Because I want to show you, uh, Paul was praying for the Ephesian church. Let's go, I, I pray this for myself. I pray this for my wife, I pray this for my children. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 15. I can actually quote it because I've prayed it so much that I know it by memory. But I'm going to read it. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer, that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of his inheritance in the saints? What is the exceeding greatness of his mighty power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty strength, which he worked in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead and seated him in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and has given him all things under his feet and put him uh, all things under his feet. Praise the Lord. So what I want to, what I want to highlight there is, is, I believe it's verse 17. The Bible says in verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know, not, not the brain of, in your head, the eyes of your understanding, the man on the inside. I'm speaking to the spirit man on the inside this morning. The man on the inside may come to a place that you know that the principalities and powers, they are under you. Depression is under you. Anxiety attack is under you. Sickness and disease is under you. Because that's what he's saying here. He's, he's praying that prayer for the Ephesian church and by extension for Global River Church for you. That the eyes of my understanding may be flooded with light. That's what the Amplified Version said. May be flooded with light that I may know who I am. That I may know who I am. And what Jesus did at Golgotha. Praise the Lord. That was his prayer, that the eyes of our understanding will be flooded with light, that we may know what has been given to us. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you go to Ephesians chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 is, is, is continuing the same, in the same vein, beginning from verse 14. How many of us are getting blessed this morning? 
He said, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he will grant unto you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might in the spirit, in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the same what is the width, the length, the depth, the breadth, the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of him. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think, according to the power that is at work within me. He's praying that prayer. You should pray that prayer for yourself. Lord, open the eyes of my heart that I may know. I know what 1 Peter 2.24 said, but Lord, I want to know it. I want to know it like I know it like I know it. Because that's when it works. Praise the Lord. We begin to see why some things may not be working like we want it to work. Because the word has to become flesh. Do you know that there are people that are not born again right now? Do you know that Jesus died for the entire world? The Bible says in John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And you and I know that every single day, people are dying and dumping into hell. Why? Because they don't know. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of those who do not believe. So that they will not come to the knowledge of the truth. The same thing in the body, there are some truths. Oh, glory to God. This book, this Bible is packaged with goodies. The Bible says the glory of God to hide, of a king to hide the matter. It's the, it's the glory of God to hide the matter. It's the honor of king to search it out. Yeah. And the Bible says we are kings and priests unto our God. We shall rule and reign on the earth. Yeah. We just talked about that in the last uh, uh, teaching that we did in the book of Hebrews. So you are a king. God expects you to dig it out. You know, back in the days uh, in the gold rush, people would go and dig for gold. And they are still doing that in Africa now. You want the good stuff in the word, you have to dig. You don't just stay on top, on the surface, and just say, yeah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, you know, bless the Lord, glory to God, hallelujah, I'm going to work. No, no, you have to, you have to labor. You have to labor in the word to get the rema. Amen? You have to labor to get to the rema, and that's when it works. The word became flesh. It took on form so that we can see it. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to say, so little time. Let's look at on the road to Emos. Remember that story? I was, that, that's what I used with my family last night for our Bible study. The Bible said these two guys, something just happened. Like, you know, for example, coronavirus. Unless you are living under a rock. Everybody's talking about it. Amen? So an event just happened in Jerusalem. Jesus just died and was resurrected the third day. So it's on their mind. So these two guys were walking about seven miles to Jerusalem. And all of a sudden, an emissary from heaven joined them. 
And they were having a conversation, and they were talking, and he was saying, you know, what, what are you guys talking about? He said, what do you mean, what are we talking about? Are you living under a rock? Don't you know that the, you know, the man Jesus was crucified, and, and, they, and they went on and on and talked to him. And then Jesus kept walking with them. And they got to their destination, and it was nighttime. And Jesus was going to continue. He said, please, come, come, come. And then I was telling my kids yesterday, you know, the Bible said we should not neglect to entertain strangers. For some have entertained angels unawares. And we were talking about the appearance of angels and the ministry of angels. So they brought him into the house. And as the custom of the Lord was, they had food. And he broke it and blessed it. And the scripture said their eyes were opened and just for effect, the Lord vanished. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to bring out of that was they were walking with the Lord and they didn't know it. You are reading the word, but we think we know it. That's why we have to live. I say, Lord, show me more. What I know, what you have revealed, I thank you for it. But Lord, give me further revelation. Give me deeper revelation. Do you know that the men and women, people that may not even have titles, that are operating at a higher frequency, it's because of their revelation. Not because God is better to them. Not because God has you know, special children. It's because of their revelation. And you have to pay the price. You know, like Pastor was telling uh, earlier that we should spend 30 minutes to pray. Some people cannot even pray 30 minutes. And you want to raise the dead. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm preaching in love this morning. Because that's what I was told to do. Speak the word in love. You've got to labor to enter into rest. Hebrews chapter 4, the Bible says there is a rest that's prepared for the people of God. But you have to labor to enter into that rest. Praise the Lord. Another example. The Bible said concerning Paul. Paul, before he became Paul. When you talk about somebody that has a resume, he had a resume. Paul was educated. He was, I think he studied under Gamaliel probably one of the smartest minds of that day. But yet, the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah was, he was, he couldn't see it until on the road to Damascus. When the Lord appeared unto him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Say, who are you, Lord? And the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. The fastest recorded salvation. Lord, who are you? There's no record that Paul prayed, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord. No, no, he didn't pray. He just said, he acknowledged his lordship. And from that point on, he turned the world upside down. He wrote more than half of the New Testament. Amen? Because of an encounter with the living Savior. Because of a revelation with who this word is. 
The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word you have to labor for the word to become flesh. When it becomes flesh, whether it's in your finances, whether it's in your marriage, whether it's in health, whether it's in deliverance, then you walk in it. Amen? We talked about, Pastor Terry uh, was sharing with us uh, many, many weeks ago about generals. There's a book out there, God's Generals, part, volume one, volume two, I have all the volumes. And then we read about all these men and women that stood in our generation. William Brown, we, I mean, so many names that you guys can mention. Even in our generation, how are they operating at that level? Yeah. You got to ask yourself, I don't know about you, but I want to do more. I want to go further. I want to go deeper into the things of God. The, one of the components of that is the word has to become flesh. Amen? The word must become flesh. Before I can minister healing to you, I have to know that revelation of healing on the inside of me. I must have experienced it myself because I can't give you what I don't have. You know, that's what... That's what Peter said. Such as I have, I give unto you. It's not a head knowledge. Such as I have, I give it to you. I, 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 I have it, it's mine, and I'm giving it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. He wasn't gambling it. He wasn't hoping and praying. He was, com- because it's a rema. He said, we cannot but speak those things which we have heard and we have seen. We are eyewitnesses of his majesty. You can whip us, you can tell us not to preach the gospel, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't stop. It's too late. I've had an encounter with the living Savior. Amen? It's, not, it's no longer head knowledge. It's no longer what my daddy told me. I grew up in a home where we are Christian, we read the Bible and all that. But then I had an, my own personal encounter with Jesus. So it's no longer what my daddy told me. It's no longer what my mom told me. It's no longer what we do in our family. He is my savior. Because I've had an encounter with him. The word became flesh. And that's how you get born again. Hallelujah. When you look at the word in in John 8.32, the Bible says, And you shall know the truth. And the truth shall set you free. Is that true? I'm asking a question. Is that true? I'm asking the people over here. Is that true? And the folks that are watching online, is that true? If that is true, that means what I need to labor on is the no part. Because the moment I know the truth, automatically, I am set free. When you look at that word, no, is the Greek word genosko. It means to perceive, to understand, to become acquainted with. Not a head knowledge, a heart knowledge. It's the word, uh, it's an idiom for sexual intercourse. I'm not trying to be gross. You have to get deep. You have to know it. It becomes daylight on the inside of you. You are not guessing it. Amen? You are not just quoting it. 
it's become a living, breathing personality on the inside of you. You know what the Bible said? That we should grow and mature to the point that we look like Jesus. I was telling you, uh, uh, was it you? No, you, not you guys. I was telling my kids, one of the reasons that they had to hire Judas to betray Jesus was because they all look alike. Because if Jesus stood out, there's no point hiring somebody to go and figure out which one is it. Because they don't want to arrest the wrong person. They look alike. They talk alike. They dress alike. They are Christians. They are Christ-like. And what I'm talking about is Jesus has to be formed on the inside of you. The devil is not afraid of you. They are afraid of Jesus. The extent of Jesus on the inside of you is what they are afraid of. And they know that you, whether you know or not. Come out. And they say, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know. Who are you? The seven sons of Sceva. I adjure you by the name of Jesus that Paul preached. He said, Jesus, I know. I respect that guy. Paul, I know. But who are you? Amen. So you have to labor. Help me tell your labor. Labor in the word. Tell your neighbor, labor in the word. You've got to labor in the word. You have to contend for revelation. I say, Lord, show me. Lord, show me. Lord, reveal the secret of the miraculous. Reveal the secret. You know, we want to stand on the shoulder of Smith Wigglesworth. We want to stand on the shoulder of Hey Allen. We want to stand on the shoulder of men and women like that. But in order for us to stand on their shoulder, we have to know what they know and take it to the next level. Yeah. Amen? So the word must become flesh. You want to see the word work in your life? It has to become flesh, not head knowledge. Not something that I'm guessing, I'm hoping that it works. No, 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 no. It has to become rema on the inside of you. Amen? If stuff is going on around your life that is not in alignment with what God said, you have to get angry on the inside. I said, no, this is not what the word says. This goes against what my contract, for lack of a better word, or my covenant says. And then I begin to labor. He said, Lord, no, this ought not to be. For from the beginning it was not so. This ought not to be. And I begin to labor in the place of prayer. We talked about that in the study on Hebrews. You have to be a prayer warrior. Oh, come to the prayer meetings, come to all of that, but in your own private prayer time. You got to labor. You pray. You pray until you break through. You travel there. Oh, you think you are better than Jesus? No, 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 no. He's our master. He's our example. You know what Jesus did? He will pray all night. He will pray all night. No wonder. No wonder the spirit was flowing flawlessly through him. He had the spirit without measure. He was glued and connected with the Father. He always said, I always do what I see my Father doing. I am not guessing on gambling. I know what I'm doing. And so he said, come out of her, thou unclean spirit, in the name of Jesus. And then the disciples came to him one time and said, Master, 
How come we, didn't, we were not able to do this? He said, this type only comes out by prayer and fasting. Everything that moves must go in your mouth. You got to cut that out. You want to be powerful in the spirit? You have to be willing to discipline your body. And say, no, I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to go on a three-day fast. I'm going to do... Uh, come on, church. You know, in the kingdom of that, I, I, I came from Africa. I'm very, very familiar with the spirit realm. You grew up knowing that on the, on the negative side. I remember my dad would tell us when we were going to our village, don't let anybody touch your head because they are going to re- remove your brain. I was like, how are they going to do that? They're going to siphon it or something. He said, no, 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 no. This is spiritual work. Amen? And then as I grew up and I began to mature in the Lord, I saw that that was really foolish. Amen? Because if they want to remove your brain, they don't need to touch you. It's a spiritual transaction. You don't need to touch your brain. They just do some incantation somewhere and your brain is gone. But we have the good stuff. The Lord Jesus they are under our feet. We just read it in Ephesians chapter 6. Principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, they are under our feet. But you have to have that daylight knowledge. Yeah. I remember uh, my unofficial my mentor, Bishop Oedepo, that I mentioned earlier. He said many years ago, this was in 1970-something, he, was, he went on a three-day uh, retreat by himself, went to some mountain. He said, Lord, Show me the secret of prosperity. Show me the secret of dominion in the kingdom. And then that revelation dawned. Ephesians 6 came alive. What I'm talking about. Ephesians chapter 6 came alive. So he went to one of the services that he was holding. And, you know, there are witches and wizards. He said, how many of you in this service are witches? And a lot of people will raise their hand. They They don't hide it in Africa. And this is not like the witches that they do here in America. These are witches that are really practicing and doing terrible stuff. He raised their hand. He said, everybody put your hand down because there were so many people. He said, I mean you are a practicing witch. You go out at night and wreck havoc and a bunch of people raise their hand. He said, okay, what do you do? And then he began to question them. He said, what about when people like us are coming? He said, when we see a higher power coming, we clear the road. I'm telling you, the man on the inside of you, the Lord Jesus on the inside of you, is bigger than any coronavirus, any devil, any strain, any force of hell. But I have to know it and walk in the consciousness of it. Oh, there's so much I can say. We have to know it. You have to know whose you are. Like I said, they are not afraid of you. They are afraid of Jesus that you carry. The Jesus on the inside of you. That's what they bow to. And that's why we say, in the name of Jesus, you foul spirit of hell, I rebuke you, get out. Amen. You have to know what you carry. You have to know the word of God. Not just add knowledge. Like I said, the word genosco, it is the same word that used... In Philippians 3.10, he said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his, soaring, of his suffering being made comfortable unto his death. This is Paul writing to the Philippians church. He said that I may know him. I mean, this guy wrote just half of the New Testament and he's still saying that I may know him. 
I want to know more. I want to go deeper. I want to dig deeper. I want to get the gold. Praise the Lord. Do you know that people that have trouble with paying their tithe is because they haven't gotten the revelation yet? They don't know that they are missing out. You know, there's this picture of the Lord Jesus holding a big teddy bear, a painting that's floating around on social media. A big, giant teddy bear. And there's this little girl with a tiny teddy bear. And Jesus is saying, give me that, and I'll give you this. But, you know, it's hiding behind. But he's holding on to, she's holding on to it like, no, no, this is mine, this is mine. That's what you do when you don't give your tithe. It's because you don't know what's on the other side. He said, bring ye all the tithe into my storehouse, that I may be eat in my house, and test me in this. If I will not open the windows. You know there are windows in heaven. It's not, uh, there's no amount of work that can make you wealthy. The Bible says, the blessing of the Lord make it rich and had it no sorrow. I don't know why I'm talking about prosperity. <laughs> the blessing of the Lord make it rich and had it no It's not the amount of work. Glory to God. If it's the amount of work, the people that, has, that do the manual work, they should be the wealthiest because they expend a lot of energy. But no, it's not about that. But what God is saying to us this morning, the, the word has to become flesh. Whether it's in prosperity, whether it's in healing, whether it's in breakthrough, whether it's in salvation, whatever, it has to become flesh. The word become flesh means that you see what God is saying. When I say see, I'm not saying see like my two ocular, whatever, the eyeballs in my head. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about here. I see what God is saying on that verse, on that topic. Once I see it, ay, 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 the devil is in trouble. That's my job, to labor to get to that point that I see it. And then I continue to labor to see more because the revelation is progressive. There are layers and layers and layers. I continue to labor in it and say, Lord, show me more. And then I continue to labor in the, concerning prayer, concerning fasting, concerning how to have victory, unending victory. That's what the Lord has been leading me to lately. But sometimes God will allow some things in your life to provoke you and move you into the secret place. You know, the psalm that pastor read this morning, you know, there are secrets in there. The Bible says in verse 1, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high. So it's already confined to a small group. Only those that dwells. You can claim it and proclaim it all you want, but if you are not dwelling, you are exempted. That's the word. Don't shoot this messenger, okay? That's the word. He that dwell, that tabernacles, that makes it their home. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow. Notice that there is proximity. You are under his shadow. You are not far away. You are not uh, a drive-through Christian. You are home. You are planted. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. Amen? The word has to become flesh. You start from the understanding that God's word is true. Because some people are still debating, is that really true? Is that, you, know, you have to start from that. When that dawns on you that, okay, God's word is true, then I need to begin to dig for gold. Every time you study, you are digging for gold. You say, Lord, show me. Open my eyes of understanding that I may know. Oh, there's nothing that is impossible with God. 
Is that in the Bible? The Bible says with men, this is impossible, not with God. For with God, all things are possible. And in Mark chapter 9, it said, all things are possible to him or her that believe it. So that means when you believe, you elevate yourself to that level of divinity. Because initially, we had the revelation that all things are possible. Nobody doubts that. Everybody knows and believes. Ah, yeah, God can do anything. But when we now talk about all things are possible to him that believes, yeah, I don't know about that, Bishop. <laughs> it's because he hasn't become Rema yet. You have to live and say, Lord, show me. Is your papa. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost who lives inside of you is the greatest teacher. You know what I do? I've, t- I've told you guys there before. When I go to do my study, I say, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm, I'm here for class. I'm showing up for class. What are we studying today? And he begins to take you through the word. And he begins to show you, hold you by the hand, say, let me show you this. Do you know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? Do you know that no devil can molest you? Do you know that they are beneath you? Do you know that you are the son of the most high God? Do you know that his throne is the highest on the side of the north? And you sit. Do you know there's, there's mysteries in the world. The Bible says, we, Pastor was talking about that. We are seated right now in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How does that work? I'm right here and I'm over there. There's something in science called geolocation or multi-location or multi-dimension. We are multi-dimensional beings. Amen? This is not... Glory to God. The word has to become rema inside you. There is time for emotions... There is time for, you know, crying and, you know, jumping and all that. But there is time to sit down and say, my my teacher, the mighty Holy Spirit, I'm reporting for class. And it's not a question of whether you're a pastor or not. You are a warrior in the army. You need to get equipped. It's not a function of whether you get up to preach like I'm doing right now. It's irrelevant. You have victories that God wants to rush through you. You know what David said? He said, teach my hand to war. Teach my hand to war. Glory to God. The word becoming flesh means that you can see what God is saying. Just add knowledge. That means you can see it. You know, you're having a conversation. Let's say, Pastor Tom, myself, and Pat. She's talking to us. And the two of us are looking like a deer in the headlight. Like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, our, our eyes went like this. You know, the light bulb moment. And then we see what she's saying. So when you see what God is saying, no devil can molest you anymore. Because all you have to do is walk in that revelation. It promotes you in the realm of the spirit. You know there are spirits. You know, there's, there's a demonic spirit of this coronavirus. What's happening in the physical is something that's already been done in the spirit. Now that's why we are addressing them in high places. Amen? The prayer that we pray this morning is not just words. We are releasing something in the spirit. So, 
I always tell my kids, the, the, the plan of the enemy is to stop you from reading the word of God and praying. Because if he can stop you from doing those two things, you are powerless. You may say it and, and be a Christian in words, but you don't have any bullets. There's nothing in the chamber. If somebody is holding a gun at you and the bullet is empty, it poses no threat to you. Amen? You have to be loaded, ready, loaded, anytime. Ephesians chapter 6 that we talked about, he's talking about putting on the hammer of gold. And then you are ready. He said, praying always with all prayers. There are all kinds of prayers. Amen? We are not going to get into that. There are different kinds of prayers. He said, praying, you are, when you strap up, you wear the armor, then you are now ready to warfare. You know, our warfare, they are not carnal. Second Corinthians that we read. But they are mighty true God to pulling down strongholds. He's not talking about pulling down some buildings. He's talking about pulling down strongholds in the realm of the spirit. Casting down imaginations. And every eye thing, coronavirus, and all is caught. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Because it's Rema. It's dawn, it's daylight on the inside of you. You are not gambling it. You are, you are settled in it. And that's what the disciples said. We cannot but speak those things we have heard and we have seen. We are eyewitnesses of his majesty. Praise the Lord. So God is speaking to you this morning. The word must become flesh. You have to become a student of the word. It doesn't matter what level you are. If you say, well, I don't need to study anymore. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. The devil has got you. You, you are a student of the word of God till the day you expire. You step into glory. But Papa will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Let me show you what you did while you're on earth. Look at all these strategies that you are able to accomplish because in the place of prayer, and that's why it's very powerful for you to pray in the spirit. When you are praying in the spirit, I think Tony was prophesying to me um, the last time or the, few, the last two times that I preached. He said, God revealed to her that I, as, I, as I speak, it will be arrows coming out. And I saw it. I saw it in the spirit. We are not just releasing words. We are releasing bullets in the spirit. Oh, glory to God. You stand up and say, no, 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 Satan. I put the edge of fire around about my house. You are not going to devour around my house. Glory to God. You are not going to take my family, take my children, take my grandkids. No, 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 no. I stand my ground in the name of Jesus. We are not going to have it in North Carolina. We are not going to have it in Wilmington. We are standing our ground as the body of Christ. Amen. Because the word has become rema. It's no longer something that I say because my daddy said we should say that. That's what I'm teaching my kids. You know, men, women, we need to raise up that next generation. We need to equip them. We need to teach them. I remember one man ago was telling me that he was raised by his grandma. It was 12 away, Jesus. You guys want me to continue for a little bit more? He was raised by his grandma, and the way the grandma taught him to pray, he said in his prayer room, uh, because, you know, kids, they just want to play. So he will lock 
the, the kids, it will lock him in the prayer room. The door is locked, and she's praying. So she watched him. I mean, he watched her day after day, week after week. Iron sharpened iron. Before you knew it, that spirit was coming on him. And when he got born again, he became a mighty warrior for God. Amen? So it's not an option. Prayer time is not an option. Dad, are we going to read the Bible tonight? Yes, we are going to read the Bible. So get comfortable. (laughs) It's not going to be a five-minute prayer. It's going to be a long prayer. We are training our next generation. Glory to God. So what God put in my heart to tell you this morning is that the, the word must become flesh. The word must become flesh. I have so much more to say, but so the time is gone. But I believe I have released what I believe God has put in my heart. The word must become flesh. You have to be a student of the word. And I take authority over the spirit of fear. We did that already. You stand your ground. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. Be steadfast, immovable. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Before we close the service, um, I want to invite all of us to go for 30 minutes today to sometime before midnight. That's our intercessory prayer. When the President of the United States asks for us to join, there's what Bishop was sharing, Pastor's been sharing, if you've been here Wednesday night, there are principalities and powers of darkness in Ephesians 6 that you don't engage those by yourself. So what he has done is he's saying, I want the nation to come together and let's come against this for protection. On Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, if you're familiar with Lou Engel, he's asked for a worldwide Esther fast to ask the Christians worldwide to go after this principality and power. Hallelujah. So if you can, join in on an Esther fast Thursday. We had already started as our intercessory group. Wednesday, we had, out of the blue, had decided already to pick that day. We're going to extend it for three days. Whatever that fast looks like for you, it could be media, it could be food, it could be... You decide, ask the Holy Spirit, what is it that I'm fasting? But what we're going to do, this kind goes out by prayer and fasting, right? Mark 9. So we're going to stand, one, for the nation today, but we're going to stand for the world on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you join in. So let's all stand. What a great word. I'm, in, I'm inspired. I, yeah, this is a good word today. Praise God. So pray us out of here, Bishop, Pastor, please. Father, we just thank you because your word is true. Lord, as a body this morning, we are not cowering down. We are standing united with the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. And we declare over the atmosphere that our family is protected and secured in the name of Jesus. We apply the blood of Jesus upon our lintel. We apply the blood of Jesus upon the lintel of Global River Church. We apply the blood of Jesus over our relatives that are far and near. No evil shall befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. We decree over the atmosphere, there will be no calamity around us in the name of Jesus. We declare 
peace upon our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against the spirit of fear because God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and of a sound mind. We declare faith arise on the inside of every one of us in the name of Jesus. And for those that are watching and those that will be watching this, the power of God is coming upon you and the protection of God is around you in Jesus' mighty name. We are secured in his hand in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare it, and so shall it be. It cannot be otherwise in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah.